one, two. Check one, two, one, two. Good. You ready? This is all. Hey, it's Cassidy Pope, Gabby Barrett. It's Darius Rucker. Country. Hey, y'all, this is Luke Bryan. We're Runaway June. It's Scotty McCreary. Hey, it's Russell Dickerson here. News. Big news from Craig Morgan, new music from Brad Paisley, and an interview with Palmer Anthony. I'm Rebecca Porter, and here's everything you need to know in country music for the week of October 2nd, 2022. You're listening to All Country News. This week's episode of the All Country News podcast is brought to you by Good Sentiments. The Candle Line partnering with your favorite artist to create custom scents that benefit the charity of their choice. Get yours at shopgoodsentiments.com now. And now for the hottest news in country this week. The All Country News crew was at Beach Life Ranch Festival in Redondo Beach, California. And for those of you who couldn't attend, we have all of the most amazing footage from the show. Make sure you head to All Country News to check it out. That's not the only show we've got a full recap on you for. Make sure you also go to allcountrynews.com now to check out a peek into Lainey Wilson's sold-out Red Rock show and a new teased unreleased song, which of course sounds insanely incredible. Make sure you check it out. Speaking of Lainey Wilson, she recently surprised fans at Jelly Roll's Austin show for an incredibly powerful performance of Save Me. It is definitely a must-watch for this week. You can check it out now up on our socials or head to allcountrynews.com. Speaking of sharing the spotlight, Lee Bryce recently performed his song Boy at one of his shows, and a big surprise happened during the emotional song. Both of his sons came running out on stage. And the footage from this is the sweetest thing in the world. We have all that content for you up on our site now. Speaking of shows, Morgan Wallen's One Night at a Time tour has officially added stadium shows for 2024. There are some pretty incredible opening acts, including Bailey Zimmerman, Jelly Roll, John Party, Lainey Wilson. The list goes on and on, but that is 10 more dates. You can catch him out on the road, so make sure you plan accordingly because his tickets, of course, always sell out like crazy. Congratulations are in order for Dylan Scott and his wife, Blair, who just welcomed their son, Baron. And the footage from this is absolutely the cutest thing in the world. Make sure you head over to his Instagram page now to check it out. I've got a pretty exciting exclusive for you this week. We have Chase Beckham who opened up about his success post-American Idol and his friendship with Luke Bryan and it's been really incredible to see his journey as an artist since the show ended. You know he's had some pretty amazing collaborations and his songs have definitely been hitting the airways and making some waves. I think he's incredibly talented. I watched that season and I was rooting for him the entire time so it's Really incredible to see how amazing he's doing as a fan, but also he is one to look out for. So if you haven't checked out his catalog yet, make sure you do because he is definitely a rising star. Craig Morgan announced his new EP, Enlisted, and it is featuring some serious heavy hitters. 
including Lainey Wilson, Luke Combs, Blake Shelton, Jelly Roll. I mean, the list goes on and on. It is pretty epic. You can check out the full list up on his Instagram page now, but this is definitely one that you are going to want to pre-save. This one is going to be fire. Let's get to some new music this week. Had to kick things off with a pretty big joint release this week, and that is Thomas Rhett and Morgan Wallen, who teamed up for a new nostalgic duet titled Mama's House. Now, to me, this was an unexpected collaboration, but when you hear their voices together, it really will not be that surprising. It'll definitely take you down memory lane and have you thinking about your loved ones. This one is really beautiful country track. Make sure you check it out. Chancey Williams released his latest track, I'm on the Whiskey, and it is all about speaking to the resilience of the human spirit and how you can overcome things that you maybe didn't think you were capable of. And it it's just talks a lot about life's ups and downs, and I think it's something that everybody can relate to. Make sure you check it out. I have another incredible duet for you, this time from Roman Alexander and Carly Scott Collins. Now, Carly, I am such a huge fan of. She has one of the most killer voices in country music, and she's one of those up-and-coming artists that has been blazing a trail behind her. And this duet between these two is absolute magic. It's all about rediscovering love, and it's just so sweet. Another one to add to your weekly playlist. This next release is for all my fellow unplugged acoustic lovers out there. This one had me so excited. Ernest delivered his Ernest and the fellas unplugged. It's called The Circle Sessions and every single one is incredible, but as if that wasn't already special enough, there are YouTube videos for each song up on his page. So not only is this a must listen for the week, but it's also a must watch. Tyler Chambers released his latest track, It's Raining, and it is a metaphorical masterpiece all about heartbreak. And lyrics-wise, I absolutely love this because it is that good old country music writing that we all know and live for. And the song is really special. Now it's about heartbreak. But even for those who aren't going through a difficult time, I definitely think you'll still relate to this one. It can pull up old memories, but in that good way that music always does. Jade Eagleson released his new album, Do It Anyway. And this one is so special. And for all of my One Direction fans out there, get ready to freak out because he covered his own version of Steal My Girl. And it is absolutely fantastic. It's so good. It has me wondering, should it have been a country song all along? But that's not the only great track on there. We have the title track, which if you know me at all, I'm always a sucker for, as well as Neon Dreamin' and A Lot in a Small Town. Those are my favorites, so make sure you check those out. But this album is fantastic top to bottom. I don't know what they are putting in that water over in Canada, but they always produce the most incredible artists. So make sure you check this one out. 
Brad Paisley lets fans inside his creative journey with the new release of Son of the Mountains, the first four tracks. And not only are these tracks incredible because, come on, it's Brad, everything he touches turns to gold, but there are also two new really special music videos to accompany these up on his YouTube page. So make sure you listen to the tracks, but also check those videos out. It gives you more of an inside look of where he was going lyrically, and they're just really special. Dustin Lynch released his latest album, Killed the Cowboy, and it only has one feature, Jelly Roll, which is track number four, Chevrolet. That is a really fun one, but I also love Only Girl in This Town, Breaking Up Down, and of course, you know me, the title track, Number one, Killed the Cowboy. Make sure you check every track out, though. This album is top to bottom fantastic. Riley Green was gracious enough to gift us with another track off his upcoming album. It's titled They Don't Make Them Like That No More, and it is absolutely spectacular. It is Nostalgia Central. And let me tell you, if you are a fan of his, you are absolutely going to eat this one up. Make sure you check it out. Winona Judd and Trisha Yearwood released their reimagined version of the Judd's iconic song, Cry Myself to Sleep. And of course, without me even having to go into this song, I'm sure you already know it is epic beyond words. Both of these women are absolute legends for a reason, and the reimagining of this song is just absolute perfection. If I had to tell you to listen to one track this week, it would be this one. Flatland Calvary teamed up with Caitlin Butts for their new track, Mornings With You, and this one has a real old-school country duet vibe to it that I am absolutely living for. For those of you who may not have heard of Caitlin, she is an incredible up-and-coming artist, and I just love Flatland Calvary. Every song they make is so incredible. Make sure you check this one out. Another must-listen for the week. Stephen Paul debuted his new track, Love to Learn, and this is totally one of those songs you would hear at the honky tonk, like an anthem song when you'd go to one of his shows and people would be scream singing this back to him. It is so fun and it is definitely one to add to your weekend playlist to listen to with all your friends. Rising country star Lane Smith released his new single, Austin, and I absolutely love this one. It has an incredible beat to it, and lyrically it is also fantastic. He is another star to watch out for. Make sure you give this one a listen. You can listen to all the new music out this month on our All Country News Spotify playlist. Next, we need to talk about our video of the week. Video of the week. This week's video is Megan Maroney performing Die a Happy Man, Thomas Rhett cover, and it is absolutely stellar. To no surprise to, I'm sure, any of you, Megan Maroney has taken over the country world by storm. She is so incredibly talented, and this cover is everything we never knew we needed. It is so special. You're going to have this one on repeat. Go check the video out on allcountrynews.com or anywhere you follow us on social media. I am so excited to throw it over to Bobby Dixon and Palmer Anthony. 
So you're in Fort Worth. I have to ask you about my favorite Fort Worth restaurant. Have you been to Joe T. Garcia's? And if you have, can you please tell me what you order off the menu? So I, I think I went there like, like maybe even less than a week ago. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I always gotta start with the Margs. Yep, uh, yep. <laughs> uh, so lately, a new thing that I've been getting there is the, they call them the nachos, but they're like uh, almost like a tostada and they put cheese on it or whatever. Yep. Uh, just started getting those, but uh, just the fajitas, just kind of simple. Usually, split it with somebody else because um, yep. there's so much food. But usually, just like get the yeah, we get the nachos, then we get the fajitas, and I you probably share a picture of Marks. They're some yes. of the strongest margaritas that I've tasted. <laughs> so. Yes, yes, I know. We still have family down in the Fort Worth area, and when we always go, we're like, let's split a picture of margaritas between the five of us. Otherwise, we're yeah. like on the ground no, like <laughs> I split like me and two other people like and I I can put down a couple of drinks but like not not a whole picture of margaritas from Doty's no chance so I love it but I always love asking people who is on your daily playlist right now like who do you have on rotation these days yeah I mean I again like it changes obviously all the time uh but I do have some constants like I'm I just uh drive like a five-hour drive yesterday and it was just like I went to like the whole Muscadine bloodline discography and so just like a uh, huge fan of them for sure um and then I love like stuff I go back to all the time um is like Mescalito by Ryan Bingham his first record um and then big uh like first two albums of Casey Musgraves fan so that's kind of what I've listened to. like that's like my staples I would say it's like Muscadine Bingham and old Casey Musgraves but I mean, I love like Mac Miller too. And uh, <laughs> you sound like me. I, yeah. know, I love Ryan. We got to see him at Stagecoach last year, and I was like in tears. Everybody's like, Why are you crying? I'm like, You don't understand. <laughs> I know. I, I feel like I've never seen him in a venue that fit what he does, if that makes sense. Because I've only seen him, I saw like Austin Rodeo, yeah. which is like, it's cool, but it was like after Rodeo and and people aren't really there necessarily just for uh yeah. Bingham, you know. So like that was like a little bit of a weird venue to see him in, I think. But um still really, really cool. Saw him acoustic one time, Billy Bob's. Um so oh, yeah, but like it was again, like I wanna see uh, the show I, I wanna see him next time he plays at a Whitewater Amphitheater in the Brombles. Oh yeah. Uh, that'd be a cool one to see because I've I've seen the live online of that and uh just a big fan of that guy. But I mean like I listen to I, I try to listen to everything, you know, I try to listen to, I grew up on like pop punk too. So no way. Yeah. Are you talking yes. like, I might be aging myself, like good Charlotte or like oh, yeah. even oh, yeah. newer than that? <laughs> no, I mean like, I mean, I'm 26. So uh, I grew up on like all time love boys, like girls. Uh, my favorite is the main, the under the main. <laughs> yeah. Love the main. Um, that those kind of, it wasn't like, it was kind of the middle discography of the main I liked, but anyway, uh a lot of pop punk stuff because my dad was like a country music kind of uh rock fan but not yeah. like not like uh more like i say the rock like the beatles and like okay. the beach boys and then he liked uh like dwight yoakam and george Strait. yeah are you sure you're but not talking mom, about my dad because that sounds yeah. like what my dad listens to no but like did a bonfire. i know we did a bonfire over the weekend he's like put on some dwight yoakam i'm like god you're such an old man <laughs> i know but like he likes that kind of bakersfield sound yeah. you know uh of stuff but my mom is uh, i'm half hispanic so my mom's okay. uh, latina and uh and so she like salsa music and and uh then i could live like daddy yankee and stuff like that <laughs> but i was kind of like the rebel 
of the crew and I liked pop punk for a good portion of my youth. I and, love that. Uh, I had the hair flip at some point, you know, oh my like, God. Did, was, you was, do, like was, did you do the TikTok trend? It was like the, I don't, I'm not going to sing it because it's so hard. Uh, it was like everybody with their hair and it's like, tonight's going to be the night or whatever. <laughs> well, it's funny because I, I should do it because I do have pictures of, of the of the old days. But what I do in our set now is that we have like either a 60 minute set or a 90 minute set or somewhere between there. I have a little portion at the end uh, where I do three pop punk songs acoustically and like just uh, just a, like a minute of like a verse score or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, it's funny. The, the funny the thing about it is like, so this is what we're playing. Like if we're playing like a, a rodeo, I'm not going to like do that, you know. But uh, if we're playing like a college town, uh, you know, and it's funny to always be like, any 90s babies out there? And like the cheers are getting smaller and smaller <laughs> for 90s babies. <laughs> You know, it's, I'm like, 2000s, they're like, I'm like, oh, you guys can get in here? You know, like, that's crazy. But uh, I started doing that and, like, always mix it up, you know, and people still, you know, I toss in, like, Green Day, toss in, I, I do that, I, this, what, what reminded me is that I do that Fall For You song, like, the mm -hmm. best thing, but yeah, do that. Um, I just mix it up, you know, and try to find something cool and uh, and just, like, see if these younger, I say younger, they're, like, 21, whatever, but. I see if they know the stuff that kind of I grew up on in that sense, but it's I fun and pleasantly surprised in most situations. I will say. Yeah, I love it. I mean, it's so funny. That reminds me like growing up, I have a sister who still to this day is a pop punk baby. And yeah. my poor parents would walk down the hallway upstairs and in her room, it would be like the main all time low, even oh, yeah. like some heavier, heavier, like screamo stuff. And then you'd walk into my room and it'd be like Reba McIntyre. <laughs> Hey, no, I like, I, I never respect that because I, I got on the country train as a true fan, I think yeah. a little later, but it was always like around, I grew up in a really small town. And so it was like always around, you know, but I never like was like a fan fan yeah. uh, until, you know, I kind of wanted to be a part of it, I guess, if that makes sense. So I love that. But I didn't know that you were a big baseball guy is your team still in the running this year i'm a huge chicago cubs fan i guess a sad chicago cubs fan but talk to me about baseball life and how much you love baseball yeah well no, i i love the game and i i try to play all sports growing up uh so it wasn't like i was a diehard you know i still always loved the game and but my dad was a uh, golfer oh, and okay. so baseball season and golf season are at the same time but i was at a school of 500 not less than 500 kids so you kind of like if you were any kind. I'm about six one, six two. So if I had any kind of athletic ability, I was supposed to play all the sports, you know. And uh, so I was playing baseball, and my dad was the golf coach. So he would let me not go to golf practice, knowing that I would play the golf matches still, you know. Mm -hmm. Um. So in high school, it wasn't like I was just like diehard baseball, you know. Um. I ended up walking on uh, to a team in college for a little bit. Mm -hmm. It kind of bounced back and forth between the club team and the D one team there. Um. And it was fun, but uh, I think at when I got like past high school, it was a lot more of a job, you know. And uh, I saw the guys around me were just incredibly talented, and I was like, I think it's about where I tap out my <laughs> baseball. But I also think at the same time, it it revived my love for the game. Yeah. And so uh, I do go to so I live I live probably twenty minutes from the Rangers Stadium, okay. which is an incredible stadium. Then the, the new stadium's inside. It's like seventy two degrees in all the time, so. It's fun to go to the games and like, I know y'all don't have that issue in Chicago, but. No, uh, we've been to games where it's like 30 degrees outside and we're all like, yeah. oh my God. 
Well, the the old stadium was outside, and so mm-hmm. uh, it was in the in the summers of Texas. No one's gonna want to sit in bleachers, you know, a day game. So, um, but basically, the Rangers were doing so good this year, and then they went four uh, and eighteen in a twenty two game span and lost it. They're out of the playoffs, basically. <laughs> So well, welcome to my world where every year is a sad year. <laughs> no, it is, well, it's funny because my, my grandparents are from Rockford, Illinois. Oh, so, no yeah, so they grew up Cubs fans and um, my dad was born in Rockford, Illinois. So it was, yeah, they're Cubs fans. So it's, it's one of those things where like they know this, the pro, the problem's called the, the curse, <laughs> mm-hmm. but uh, you know, they, that was a crazy uh curse broken a couple of years yeah, back I feel I know. Like my 90 year old grandfather still yells at the tv but when you know what i mean when did the kind of this love of songwriting or when did you kind of start to dabble in that was that kind of in that time when you were playing baseball and just kind of having fun there yeah my so my dad had this guitar around the house growing up but i never really like i just kind of knew a couple of chords and i thought it was just, like cool to bring to bonfires you know like uh but i got to college i brought the guitar with me because um I just, I think, I don't, I don't think I brought it my first year. I think it was my second year I brought it to college. And uh, I could see baseball was kind of not really going anywhere. And uh, I quit the team my second year. And um, about that time, my major was film and media. That was oh, like wow. my, my major. So I was, and my focus was screenwriting. So I love to like write little sitcoms. Uh, that was kind of like my thing. I know it's super like random, but I went to UC Santa Barbara in Southern California. So, oh, so that makes sense. Yeah. Good, yeah. Good scene. They had a good film program there. And my teacher was a lady uh, who used to write for the show Cheers back in the day. Yeah. So no like, way. <laughs> and it's funny. She was so cool. And I always like, I don't think she even like knew what she was saying to me when she, back when she was telling what, but she's like, man, you have all these cool stories but you just never finish them you know like you have little things in there you just can't focus you know and I'm super like spazzy and ADD so uh <laughs> she's like you know I think one day she's like movies are like songs and like can I say something like that she's like you should you know do your thought about doing stuff and like started writing songs kind of beginning my third year of college and I think I was I guess I was young for my grade so I was like 19 uh and I graduated at the end of my third year and just started that's when I started playing music I never played a show uh came back to Texas for like a little bit in Lubbock Texas yep I was kind of like writing trying to had a buddy out there that I would stay with you know and uh was going to some lo- local open mics in Lubbock which has it's a really strong scene mm-hmm. up there and then just kind of got like word of Nashville I really didn't know anything about Nashville at all yep. uh, no one ever told me about Nashville no one knew I wanted to do music you know um and ended up going out there on a whim by myself and just like got a hotel and I went to the Opry. Uh, I went to the Bluebird Cafe, you know, walked around Broadway. I did that kind of basic thing. Yeah. And then after that, I moved to Nashville for like two years. Um, and that's where I feel like I started to be like, okay, so you sit down, you write a song, you, you know, you take it to producer, that kind of stuff. I did that about two years and uh, worked at a golf course, was cleaning golf clubs. You know, like, and it was, and it was, it was a really tough time, I think, for me. Uh, uh, I think just like confidence wise, because here's something I'd, you know, I'd never even touched the first 20 years of my life, you know, and I'm moving to town, I know zero people in, you know, and uh, I got a job at a golf course because my dad was in the golf business and uh, he just like 
called a friend you barely knew basically like, hey, please give yourself. my son a job yeah <laughs> give my son clean clothes basically and uh ended up working on a course where there was a bunch of uh it's a private course there's a bunch of like you know executive people and and artists and that kind of stuff members there and and uh i cleaned like people's clubs such as like luke Bryan, you know or, <laughs> what's you up know, luke yeah cleaned up his clubs. <laughs> yeah but i always i will say this is a funny story uh i never um Unless people asked me what I did, I made sure my dad was like, never, you know, ask for help in that sense, unless they ask you what you do. Uh, and the funny story is I didn't move back to Texas when I was about 22, 23. Okay. I've been back to Texas since I was past like four or five years or whatever. Awesome. Uh, and that's where I started in the artist thing. So I was just there to be a writer, I think, at first. Um, and then Texas was where I started doing the artist thing. And it took still a couple of years to like understand what kind of artist I wanted to be. And that kind of stuff. And but the funny thing is, is there's a guy's clubs uh, that I used to clean back in the day, uh, who is now my publisher. So I just signed a publishing oh. deal. I know <laughs> it's funny because um, I just signed a publishing deal, and I I've been employed. I never once had ever been. I knew what he did. I knew what he, I knew what he worked. I knew that he could potentially change my life if he wanted to, you know. And uh, I never said anything to him. And then he saw me in the meeting when we were like talking about signing. He's like the whole time. He's like. Like, why do I know this guy you know like you know kind of thing because uh he had just switched companies and anyway afterwards he comes up he's like I never used to work I go yeah I know who you are you know like, <laughs> and so I was like now you can clean my golf clothes so <laughs> yeah I love yeah. it now you guys can go yeah. golfing together right <laughs> no I know yeah and he, he's and the cool thing is about him is uh he was always super nice back then and treated me very kindly so it'd be really awkward if he wasn't nice back yeah. in the day you know, but uh, no, it, it's a cool full circle moment. And it really took six or so years for me to understand how to write a song, what songs are bad, what songs are good, what songs fit me, what songs fit other people. Um, and, uh, you know, I'm still learning every single day uh, and finding artists I'm back, you know, I, mean, I had no idea about, you know, I, I found out about John Prime when I was like 24 and about his storytelling abilities and, and yeah, that's like more than two years into listening to that kind of stuff. And, um, so, you know, it, it's, I'm, I'm trying to be a student still, and I, I think that's a, it's healthy for me right now. But. I mean, and you're in a great spot for, I mean, you mentioned Lubbock. The first person I think of is my buddy, Josh Abbott, or you mean yeah. Flatland. I mean, it's just such a great community for that. So talk to me about being in Texas and the community there. I know people always talk about that. There's such a beef between the Texas and Nashville communities. I don't see it. I'm sure you probably don't even think about it, but talk to me just about the community in Texas and kind of what you've learned. You know, you mentioned you're always learning. Yeah. I mean, I will say like it, it does take time to kind of, and I, it was, I would say the same about Nashville to enter the community, if that makes sense, you know? Um, but nowadays with TikTok and Instagram, it, it does take my opinion a lot quicker of a time, you know? Uh, and uh, I will say the thing about Nashville, it's, it's great about Nashville is that everything's so central. Everything's so within about a 10 mile radius, you know, or even 20 if you have to. Texas is different because you got the Lubbock scene, you know, you got the DFW scene where I'm at. And then you got like the College Station, Austin, San Marcos scene down there. So you kind of got three different pockets of, of music um, and they're all really strong pockets, but which does make kind of co-writing a little harder. Um, but at the same time, it does make touring uh, to enter markets a lot easier. So I can say, hey, 
uh, my buddy in Lubbock, can I come open for you for this show? And then he wants to come out here and he go for me and forward, you know, and then we kind of trade and everyone, there's some co-headlining stuff. You tour together a little bit and you, and everyone in Texas and Oklahoma really too, uh, is I think as, as artist wise, a lot more collaborative, um, simply because we're a lot more independent, uh, at least financially. And at least, uh, you know, whereas maybe a national artist want to be more collaborative, but they got a label or they got whatever, uh, that doesn't let them be as collaborative or we can just call it friend. Hey, you want to hop on this song with me? Like, uh, and I think that is really special about Texas and it's a lot, there's, there's less, in my opinion, uh, there's less rules and there's less barriers on the music. Um, which is, I think in my opinion, always the most important part is the music. And, uh, so I'm a fan of the music that comes out of here. Um, that's not saying I, I, I love, I, I go to Nashville to write. So I, I go to Nashville to write songs and, you know, I find people there that are fit kind of my vision, but if I'm in a write and I'm like, man, this doesn't really sound something I do. That doesn't mean I'm not going to, uh, finish the song kind of stuff. So I, I really want to write for the people. You know, I think I have about eight or nine cuts of songs I've written for the people. So, um, what, what songs? Yeah. What songs? And that's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no. Yeah. Uh, I think I heard you wrong. But anyway, uh, the songs I've written for this kid named Clayton Mullen. I you heard of him. Oh yeah. Talk about TCU. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, his song stop the forever is the first Jeez. song we did together. Um, I think we have like a five with him. Um, there's a guy named Cody Hibbard wrote a song with him. Uh, a kid named Keller Cox too. I heard of him. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so a bunch of like random, uh, buddies of mine and uh, it's been fun to become uh, a songwriter separate from my artist career I think and I, I, I want to get to the point where people go man like uh, I want to write Palmer because I know he's going to write for my project you know he's going to write for the thing that I want to put out uh, and that is like and then that's why I got into music is for the storytelling and, and the songwriting and um, don't get me wrong, I love performing. I want to take my artist as high as I possibly can. But at the same time, I want two careers, essentially, as a songwriter and as an artist. So. I love that. So I know earlier this year in February, you played, I think, my two favorite venues in the entire world, like literally within the same week. So talk to me about that, uh, because that's awesome. <laughs> and Oh, you mean? Uh, so you like did Canes a- and Groon Hall, like back to back. Yeah, that was that was crazy. And that was our first time playing both. uh venues so the, the green hall one was cool because that was riley green uh and that was our first run without with him and uh it was like sold out and it was those fans are are wild nuts <laughs> they have, like little me being one of them i mean no, this it, is my riley... phone background if it gives you any indication <laughs> we were just it's funny uh i just took off i had a riley green hat on i took it off i didn't know but we just played actually with him in boston like less than a week, oh, a week ago yeah. Oh, we go from today. And that was a hectic day. Uh, I'll tell that later. But anyway, uh, the Green Hall was incredibly special just because uh had a bunch of like family and a bunch of friends. Um, truly, I think I had like of my like, 20 like of these guys and girls who came of our friend group. And we had a big dinner before. And it was just, like so special of a night. Kings um, was different because it was obviously farther from home. But the history there, we were just like, whoa. You know, if you go off into Kings, you got all those pictures, you know uh and portraits and that was like we all took them in like walked around that kind of stuff and um special so and the, the green room is insane to you all the signatures of like everyone who's played there um 
There's like Wiz Khalifa in there. I thought that was cool, but, <laughs> but anyway, I didn't realize he had played there. That's pretty yeah, cool. Yeah, there, there, there was so many cool like, pop punk. I know there's a bunch of like cool spots there, uh, or cool signatures, that kind of stuff. But um, those two were just truly like special moments where the show feels a little secondary. You know, the night as a whole feels really special. So um, those were those were just incredible. I think like both experiences were ten out of ten. The staff there is both places super professional and. Um, yeah, just just great, great nights both nights, definitely. I know I've gotten myself into a little bit of trouble at both. It doesn't help that my uncles <laughs> always meet me when I'm down there, and they're like, "Let's go to a show." I'm like, "Please behave." <laughs> <laughs> Man, well, okay, there's there's one more place that I I, I want to play in Texas that uh, we haven't played yet, and that's yeah. Billy Box for sure. Um, and that's you know we're still like a little bit a couple steps away from there, um, but. I, I've partied in there plenty of times and I think it's going to be pretty crazy to get the other side of the other side of the stage. Um, I've been backstage a couple of times with a couple of friends, but uh, I've never, never uh, stepped foot on stage yet. So um, I have also gotten my, in my fair share of, of trouble there during uh, yeah. my college years. That's for another podcast, right? Yeah, but talk to me about the new single. I love it. Ain't looking for love. I feel like you read the title and you probably fans or listeners go into it thinking it's going to be one thing. And I was pleasantly surprised that it was kind of this twist on this timeless, like, don't bother me. You know, I mean, I'm not, I'm just out to kind of have a good time kind of story. So talk to me about yeah. writing that song and what your ideas were behind the new track. That was, and I, I, I think a lot of songwriters would say this, but some of their best songs come like super quick, you know? And uh, that was one that I think took 45 minutes to kind of get right down and get out. And it was, and I mean like the bare bones of it, you know, I probably went back and, and fixed it up a little bit. I think I was sitting on this very couch right here, but uh, basically uh, I think I'd just gone through kind of a breakup at the time. Um, it's about, I guess, about six months ago, and uh, it's this common theme of everyone, you know, trying to get you out to the bar and that kind of stuff, or they just like move on uh, quickly. And uh, I don't think that I was in a in a place to move on quickly, and that was kind of this idea of, uh, you know, you go to the bar and you ain't looking for love, you ain't looking for like something quick or whatever that kind of thing, and and it was just it was that idea, but spun in the way of like, I ain't looking for love. So I know where it's at, you know, it's, it's back with her or whatever. And, uh, I thought that was a cool, just spin on it in a more of an honest spin, uh, at least in my sense where I think it sometimes takes a month or two or even a lot longer to, to move on from, a, especially a longer relationship. So, uh, I wanted to make a song for that, uh, specific feeling of being like, dang it, why can't I move on? You know, like why, why I mean, I'm in the bar, like I'm, I'm drinking, I'm eating someone new, but I just can't like, you know, uh, move on. And that was uh, a feeling that I, I resonated with. I think a lot of people resonate with. So. Yeah. And you're taking the show on the road. You're named your little tour after. So talk to me about yeah. getting on the road and what you're most excited about. And are we going to get more pop punk covers? That's what I really. Yeah. <laughs> we, it's funny. I, I, there's, we have a pop punk song deep in our catalog. Uh, if it, if it was, I don't know. It, it's it's like one of our least streamed songs, but it's my, one of my favorite songs. I'm gonna go find uh, it. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's called "Happy for You." But anyway, uh, so this is our first time doing a true headline tour. Uh, we've basically kind of snuck in uh, some single headline shows as we're opening up other people in some areas, but uh, we're super excited and um, 
some markets tickets are looking really good and some we got to spend a little promotion on them, but, uh, <laughs> but, uh, no, it's, it's cool for us because it's now it's our show. You know, we've never, we've always been doing uh, 30 minute shows or 45 minute sets or 60 minute sets. And, um, we get to do a full 90 minute set and, uh, and I'm so pumped for that part of it. Uh, cause we get to kind of bring in, um, songs that are, we think fun songs to play, but aren't maybe streamed well, uh, because now we want to put on the best show we can instead of just playing the ones that people will go look up on Spotify. Uh, but uh, we're so excited. And uh, I think there's nine dates and it really starts in a couple of weeks. We have this weekend off and then we play. It's crazy. We play our first arena show next week with Ian Munsick. So that'd be cool. Oh, and then, I know we're excited. And then uh, the next week is when our tour starts our uh, full kind of, headline tour and uh, it's definitely nerve-wracking for sure because you just you want like let me 10 people here tonight like i hope <laughs> you know but uh we've been pleasantly surprised in a couple spots and and i think people who have seen us open know that we just like to have fun on stage and you know drink and drink and have a good time and throw a little party up there i want to take another moment to share even more about good sentiments this candle line is really special Partnering with your favorite musicians and their favorite charities makes Every Good Sentiments Candle the perfect gift for any country music lover and any occasion. Some of my favorite candles are Slot Machine by Caleb Lee Hutchinson, Come On In by Track 45, and Yours Tonight by Walker County. There are so many more to choose from, and $5 from every candle sold goes to a worthy charity. Get yours today at shopgoodsentiments.com. Good sentiments. That's all the country news I have for you this week. Visit allcountrynews.com for more news and content from your favorite artists. I'm Rebecca Porter, signing off for All Country News. My name is Rebecca Porter. I run Women of Country Edits and Marin's Girls on Instagram. Both seek to celebrate women in the music industry and all things girl power. Thanks for listening. The All Country News Podcast is produced by Horseshoe Media. You can submit your artist, organization, or event to us at allcountrynews.com for a chance to be featured. If you loved this episode, please rate and review our podcast wherever you're listening. Shout out to our friends Track 45 who recorded our amazing theme music for this podcast. All Country News. For more, follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at All Country News. Visit us at allcountrynews.com to join our birthday club where you just might get a huge surprise from one of your favorite artists on your birthday. Subscribe to our weekly industry newsletter to get all the news you just heard in this podcast even earlier, delivered straight to your inbox. And check out a new episode every Tuesday right here. All Country News.